Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action. With $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 131 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Crazy wild Wednesday. Hump day. Uh, it's a time warp for me. I'm actually recording this Saturday because I am on holidays right now. Um, as you're listening to this, I'm at a hopefully out on a lake in a boat fishing. So, but I wanted to get this done early um, and get it out. So there is content for you guys. See, there we go. Podcast of the people. I'm telling you, didn't want to let you guys down. As everybody knows, Wednesday is interview day and Sunday is shit show Sunday, whatever you want to call it, rant episode. And uh, so I recorded both of those Sunday and today's episodes early and uh, got them out to the network guys. So uh, you guys had uh, some audio pleasure to have to listen to. So I will not talk too long today because I've actually did. I've actually did. I actually, yeah, okay, take two. This I'm, I'm getting squirrely here already. It's been a long day. I worked early this morning on the weekend. Got to work tomorrow too. Um, and then I'm on holidays. But uh, I recorded actually two interviews today. Um, obviously this one that you're listening to. Um, another in the Five Toughest Opponents series with Wade Brookbank. Um, Wade's a great guest and uh, extensive fight card. So definitely covered a lot of ground. And I think you guys will really dig it. And um, 
Of course, anybody listening, if you'd like to hear the complete Wade Brookbank saga, we actually talked for a long time. It actually was, ended up being a two-part, uh, uh, a two-part interview. And it was uh, episode seventy six and seventy seven, and uh, and like I said, and when you know how if regular listeners, you know how we do it around here. We uh, you know cover the entire timeline. We start right in junior with Melville, and and all the way right to the end with Rockford, and uh, you know we discuss all the names and a lot of the and all the guys obviously that he talks about today. We talked about in his interview as well, but uh, you know again that was you know what. Uh, um, 60 episodes ago so forgive me for i don't remember what he said about them some of them but uh um definitely go back and i and i uh recommend that you check it out because but and like i said great guest um while we're at it i mean definitely uh please check out the back catalog morasti mcintyre tedarenko colt king cam jansons was my you know check those uh, uh those uh interviews out i think they were a lot of fun and uh and, and I think you'll dig them. Um, again, I'm sort of losing my voice here. Um, I will say, because it is recorded, I haven't edited it or anything, but it is now recorded. Um, a, a very rare interview. Uh, he is not on social media. And uh, I have to thank Chris Graff for setting up this uh, interview and, and basically, and, and, and his wife for talking him into doing it. He is, uh, he is not, I know he's not fond of public speaking and uh, he was quite, uh, you know, he was nervous for it. And, uh, but he did great. And uh, we talked for, I, I, all the files are sitting here. I haven't added them up yet, but I want to say three and a half, four hours. So it's definitely going to be a two-parter. And it is with none other than Mad Dog, Paul Ferrone. And uh, I am very excited for this interview. Like I said, Paul is not on social media. And uh, and I think the UK fans are really going to dig it. Of course, he played six years over in the United Kingdom. But also, of course, in Western Hockey League in Seattle. And uh, four years in uh, North Amer- in American League in the East Coast with, with Syracuse and Raleigh. And uh, we talk about all of that. talk about teammates. We talk about some fights. And... Uh, yeah, Paul was a great guest, and uh, you know, I'm mean, a little nervous at the start, but I uh, got into the groove as the show went on, and uh, he was a lot of fun, and a, and a really nice guy, and uh, yeah, we've been trying to set this up for a while, but dude, so he got, he got two jobs and four kids, and he's, you know, he's he's everywhere, but, uh, and I've talked to him quite a bit, setting things up, and uh, got to know him a little bit on the phone, just through conversation, phone conversations with him, and, and really nice guy, a lot of fun, uh, really enjoyed being able to meet with him and, or like meet him verbally, I guess, and, and not in person, but, uh, you know, and make that connection with him. And it was a lot of fun and really great guy. And, and I'm really, I'm really excited to bring this interview. Like I said, it's, uh, I mean, all the interviews are great and everything, but, uh, you know, you know, a lot of guys, they do different shows and we hear them or they're on social media or whatever, but this guy's legitimately not on social media and I mean, he's probably smarter than all of us, but, uh, um, yeah, and I'm, I was really excited to, uh, to record with Paul today. So, um, again, I want to thank Chris Graff for really setting that all up. Um, as well as my boy Chris in Vancouver. Um, I know he's a huge Ferone fan and, uh, and I'm like, oh, and he did a whole bunch of questions up for me, and that's who's the questions I asked. And uh, he certainly did a lot better than I would have, that's for sure, with his questions and stuff. So it, that was great. And uh, 
lot of I want to thank those guys for sure for setting that interview up. But that'll be coming here. Um, I have to edit a bunch of stuff. I was having computer issues and everything. I don't know what my computer's deal was today, and that it dropped like three or four times. I thought I lost audio, and I, I don't think I did. I, like I said, I haven't had time to go back and check the audio files. I think they're all fine. I hope. I, God, I hope they're fine. But, um, yeah, I, uh, but nonetheless, it was a lot of fun talking to Paul. And uh, But then as soon as I hung up with Paul, now I'm phoning Wade. So, uh, and of course, I had computer issues before that. And, yeah, it's been uh, the old uh, the old compute box here is the Google machines really acting up on me here. So I don't know what its problem is. But uh, successfully recorded with Wade and hopefully with Paul. And uh, really looking forward to bringing the those interview. Well, I'm bringing the Wade interview to you now, but the Paul one. So, um, yeah. But anyway, my th- I honestly my throat is killing me. I have done way too much talking today, and uh, I we still got to go to Walmart and pack, and I have to work tomorrow mo- really early tomorrow morning. So before I can start my lake adventure, but uh, I'll have my phone, so I'll be yapping and yelling and everything else uh, from from the lake, but. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Um, there was a few other incidents that came up on social media that uh, I was going to address in this uh, introduction, but I won't because that wouldn't be fair to Wade. And it's his, you know, it's his story, and I'm not. I will save that for Sunday. There's a few things on social media that I, that I'm talking about that I want to clear up, and uh, I will do that uh, the next Sunday here. But uh, in the meantime. Uh, I'll do the quick quick intro. I'm on the Hockey Podcast Network, over 50 shows on the network. Whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Definitely check it out. For my off-network friends, of course, Alec, Alec over at the Five for Fighting Podcast uh, just had Howie Rosenblatt on. Actually, it was live in the Enforcer Appreciation Facebook group, which was really cool. I know he's he's looking to do more of that, which I think is a, is a really cool... Uh, uh, feature going forward because really interactive right because then everybody can log in and ask the guest questions as it's going on and then and then after a couple days and stuff alex will have alec i always call him alex for so i work with an alex so i keep calling him alex but alec pardon me um will release it in audio form um on Spotify and Apple and blah, blah, blah. So, but, uh, no, I really, and I only caught the back end of the Rosenblatt, uh, and it, it sounded really great the last like 20 minutes that I heard. So really looking forward to hearing the whole thing, but definitely check out Alex back catalog. Yablonski, Rob Ray, Segroy, Bialois. I mean, tremendous. So, uh, definitely give that a listen. And of course, uh, Joel, Joel Lazito, give her the Lazito over at the, uh, Coliseum Chronicles, it's a New York Islander uh, based podcast and again, tremendous back catalog, Fakoda, Bolton, uh, Aaron Asham, Strudwig, on and on Joe does a great job and uh, yeah I'm, I'm not going to talk about uh, you know, we've already talked about uh, yoga pants and, and all his merch and everything else so I, I just I uh, my energy level is just not there today to do that um uh, so I will save the I will save Joe the uh, the tree. Although I know he's on holidays because I had to phone him last night, and um, yeah, I mean tough life, right? You know, but uh, as I'm go I'm going on holidays. But uh, Jolton Joe, yeah, but I, I appreciate him taking the time out to uh, 
to talk to me and uh, we discussed a few things business wise and uh, and I appreciate uh, in all and I know I bust Joe's balls all the time but in all seriousness uh, I appreciate him taking the time and uh, conversing with me on the on the on the uh, on the issue uh, which like I said I will address later but uh, yeah no and I appreciate that I, I just want to let everybody know uh, just you know uh, put that out put that out in the universe that uh, that uh, Joe's a good dude and uh, I appreciate the uh, the support but uh, but again guy you know if you, if you need merch get it he's got hats pens coffee mugs frisbees hacky sacks you name it he'll he'll slap his face on it and uh, you know we won't even get into the balls and lacrosse balls balls with words is that what we're calling it I don't know, but uh, if you were on social media, check me out Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook. F O U R T. I couldn't use the number on Facebook, and uh, send me a friend's request, uh, follow, what have you. Um, again, Alex and the Enforcer Appreciation page, tremendous. Definitely check that out. Um, had to. I was irritated when I got home from work this morning, so I had to. And there was a few people on that group irritating me that I booted out. So. Um, like I said, if you're going to troll and you want to act like a five-year-old, I'll treat you like a five-year-old. You're out. So, uh, yeah, I don't have patience for that shit. But uh, it is a good group overall. A lot of, lot of good fight fans in there. A lot of sharing videos and pictures and stories. And, uh, no, definitely check it out. And if you happen to be on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, I have over 2,500 fight videos. So whatever, uh, whatever you're looking for, whatever league, I, I got everything sorted. So just check this, just go to the search NHL, AHL, uh, what have you. Want to type in Wade Brookbank? Check it out. Got, I even have some SJHL fights with Wade on there. Um, yeah. So subscribe to the channel. I'm, like I said, we're kind of in the process of moving and stuff. So we're, we're not moving yet. We haven't sold our place, but we're in a holding pattern, I guess I should say. So a lot of the stuff is in storage and stuff. So I don't have all my fight DVDs here. So, um, yeah, I haven't really been uploading a lot of stuff lately, but um, hopefully in the fall I have some projects that I'd like to do on YouTube. And uh, so going forward, uh, please uh, check back regularly. I think you'll really dig it. But uh, in the meantime, there's 2,500 videos on there. You can get lost going down that rabbit hole. So definitely check that out. <clears throat> I apologize, guys, for my lack of enthusiasm here in the... Uh, in the intro, but uh, this is literally like going on six hours of recording today, and uh, my my throat's starting to feel it. So I'm going to end it here. But uh, I will. Uh, I hope everyone's having a a, a good work week, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, you enjoy this. And we will. Uh, I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the fourth line voice, a returning guest, uh, none other than Wade Brookbank. Wade, how you doing tonight? Doing good. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, it's going to be a, a return here in the in the, the in the series. Uh, the five toughest opponents. I've been getting uh, guys to come back on the show and and go over that. And I know, obviously, in our full length interview, we obviously talked about these guys and these fights. But um, yeah, just a little more kind of concentrated on on the uh, on them this time. But uh, and you were saying you have like uh, the five NHL and like five minor league guys. Yeah, more or less. I just split it up a little bit because there's so many guys. So just kind of split up guys up on the NHL and then uh, all the, the toughest guys in the minors with a few honorable, honorable mentions and feel free to ask about guys or different guys as we go. 
No, absolutely. But, well, like you yeah. said, the, uh, the the your fight card is extensive, so this this should be interesting. I mean, uh, well, we may as well we'll start at the NHL, I guess, and we'll go start yeah, at the perfect number um, five. First of all, it was took, took a while. I had to jog the old memory, but it sure would be nice to have to drop your gloves, wouldn't it? I know, like yeah, we, everyone's been everyone's been donating money and um, trying to get it back up. But gee, that place would be that site would be helpful for, helpful for this sort of thing. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Ho- yeah. Hopefully, we can get it going here. Uh, hopefully, uh, Steve. I know Steve's really trying, and uh, I think he's talking to actually a computer guy here. And uh, there, there's things afoot. So hopefully, yeah. Oh, good. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Number five. I just put uh, Larock at number five just because um, you know, he could be a lot higher. But I only fought him once, and we had a really shitty fight. Um, but just squaring off with the guy, he was just like a fridge coming at me, and he was he was a lefty, so it was like just everything was everything was a little bit off there. And he, he I just know if his guy fought more, he he would have he would be near the top of the list. So I had just had to put him on there. But um, then uh, next I had uh, Colt Nor just because he got my number in the one fight we we fought twice, but it was only really one fight we had that was any good, and he just. He just bad matchup for me. He throws both, throws hard. He's not afraid to take a punch, and he uh, he caught me with a couple good ones and had to get some stitches afterwards. So he's he's a guy that was a pretty uh, pretty it's a tough matchup. He wasn't someone I was really really excited to go right after and fight, even though I ended up fighting him as soon as my next shift after getting all zipped up, getting some zippers. I had to go back out, and he laid someone out right in front of me. So I had to grab my gloves and fight him again. But he's definitely not someone that uh, I don't think anybody looks forward to going. He's a He's a legit, a legit heavyweight with heavy hands. That guy. No, well, yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you finish this, and then I'll I'll, I'll get into the questions here. Okay, um, and then Simon, the big guy, big <laughs> lefty. Uh, the one fight we had, he I tried fighting him a few times, and he ducked me because I was the guy going up, and he's got me at the end of shift, and just couldn't get a hold of his left, and. Um, yeah, you know, he teed off on me good. I did, he I dodged all the big ones. I didn't get anything square. It was like not, no damage done, but I, it was a lot of a lot of punches thrown to not many thrown in my end. So it was a one sided affair. But I tried fighting him after that, and he didn't really he didn't really want a straight up fight. But uh, not saying the outcome would have been much different. But you never know. But he he's definitely just a tough matchup because he was a, he was bigger, stronger, um, probably had just as fast, just as good as a hand speed. But he was a lefty. If he was a righty, maybe I could have a, a better, a, a little bit better chance. Even though I, I'm very confident, or was very confident, being or fighting lefties, because I could throw lefts. But just when you get to that big a guy, I just I couldn't really hang. Getting the getting the grip on them was kind of the hardest thing. That's something I'll get to with Brashear. But just getting the grip wasn't as natural as it was on a righty. Where on my left, I could just get a hold of them, and it, it was much simpler. But these lefties, especially when they got to be that big and strong and fast, was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then next, I put Brash, uh, just because. Again, like if he, I had a height advantage on him, reached by the same. I had you know a couple inches height. Um, he was a lot stronger. If he was a righty, I think again it would have been a little bit different. I would have been who knows. Not saying that, not saying I would have won. But I think it would have been better. But I just couldn't get a hold of his, his left. You know, the one fight he kind of. Uh, Roper doped me saying, no, I'm not going to fight, not going to fight. And he dropped his gloves quick, and I couldn't get a hold of him. And then the next night we squared off, and same thing. Just couldn't get a hold of the left, and he just said, they're coming so fast. And 
I was not the type of fighter just to say, screw it, I'm just going righty toe-to-toe because that just wasn't my style. You know, I, I just I had a style that I kind of stuck to, and I didn't really want to exchange blows with heavyweights like that. So uh, I ended up just taking a lot of punches on the defense, absorbing a lot, but not really taking any knockout punches. Um, but either way, it was a one-sided fight. So he's, he's a guy that was, you know, it, a tough matchup because really strong, really fast, and a lefty. Yeah, lefties. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this seems to sort of be a theme here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because well, once you get to the highest level, it's like, like I said, I was confident. I was against, confident against a lot of lefties because I could fight them uh, at a lot of you know a lot of the levels. But when you get to the very elite guys, there's just like if you don't get the perfect grip right away, forget about it. Just I didn't have I didn't have the style or the uh, like I didn't have the chin to make comebacks in those fights. Basically, I didn't have Ryan Vandenbush's chin. Yeah. <laughs> or I wasn't, no. I wasn't willing to test it out. Um, that's for yeah. Um, number one, I put Big Boogie just because he was just so overwhelming with his size and his strength. And then he, I think he was a pretty smart fighter too. By the by, the time he got to his uh, to the NHL, he was a smart fighter. Uh, he was huge. He could throw lefts and rights, and it was like, I, and he was bigger and stronger. So that's the guy. I get, there's if you're doing the tail of the tape there wasn't going to be one check mark on my side you know so yeah i uh i just don't think uh don't think that was the guy that i was ever gonna gonna beat and um like i said the first time he, i got sent down and he was on his way up i dodged him all game because i was just down in conditioning i didn't really want to fight <clears throat> you know wasn't really i wasn't honestly wasn't scared just didn't really want to fight because i was trying to get some minutes and play and then the next year he just grabbed me and we had a really good fight they lockout year and then the year after that in vancouver he really grabbed a hold of me and and uh yeah he's he's a he's a big he was a big big machine that fella yeah for sure well okay i mean that like laroque or simon brush i mean that's i mean that's almost like a top 10 all-time kind of list i mean uh yeah just kind of look look at your fight your fight card's ridiculous um okay um well, first things first, I mean, when you got a guy like, um, well, I mean, how, like, uh, well, first of all, how tall were, like, are you, like, legitimately, how tall are you? Not hockey uh, DB I'm, height. I'm every bit, of, I'm every bit of 6'4". I'm uh, probably, I'm close, I'm just as close to 6'5 as I am 6'4", so I'm... Okay, so, like, most of the time, you're... Issue. Height was never an issue, reach was never an issue. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I, I gave up a lot of... A lot of muscle. Let's put it that way. <laughs> a lot of muscle <laughs> in, in, in a lot of these. In a lot of the fights, they were guys were probably. I'm assuming throwing throwing the weights on a little better than I was in the gym back in the day. But that's the, a whole other story. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of odd because I mean, like you had. I mean, you did it forever. You fought everybody. I mean, you were you were quite successful in that field in terms of fighting. Um, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you know, you weren't the biggest, like you just said, you weren't like the biggest weight room guy, but I mean, I don't know, did that really hinder you? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, once it got to the very peak of my game, like, I could have used another 10 pounds of muscle, whatever, I have no idea what the scientific amount would be. Yeah. I definitely could have used a little more strength, because those guys, I had technique, and I had confidence, and a lot of, a lot of experience, which is key, like, that's when... That's when you're at your best. When you're fighting twenty plus times a year, minimum, like that's 
when you just have everything comes natural to you. You're, you're confident. You get a good grip right off the bat. You, and a lot of a lot of it has to do with the grip and how you get a hold of the guy. Depending on your style, and that was my style. Is I'll depend a lot of depending on when and how I got a grip on the guy. Um, but yeah, I could always could have definitely used some more weight, especially fighting those big guys who are two thirty, forty, fifty, sixty. You know, it's would have helped, yes, but. Uh, my style just was different, you know. I just had a different style right from the get go. I I wasn't willing to go a John Massey toe to toe. I just didn't have that in me. I didn't really. I didn't mind doing a little bit for short spurts, but I didn't like to do it for ten seconds at a time. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I had a lot of. I, I had a defensive type of strategy where I, I didn't really like to come up swinging until I got a good. Until I was confident that I had a good hold where I could kind of feel when the punches are coming. I didn't like to grab with the collar and just say let's switch, let's just go back and forth never was really my style. I tried it a few times in juniors because you're watching guys in the NHL and watching Darren Kimball coming up, you know, those machines like that who are just unreal, just grab a guy and go toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, so you tried a few times in junior and it's like, yeah, that was, that was different. You know, you take a lot more punches. It's exciting, but I, I don't, I definitely glad I didn't make a career out of taking that, uh, that approach, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, so when you're fighting, so obviously most of the time you were at least the tallest guy in the fight, or, you know, similar, I mean, 6'3", yeah. 6'4"-ish, yeah. I mean, you guys are sort of staring at each other, but, so did you find that easier, fighting guys your size, or was it easier to fight, like, was it harder to fight, like, Domi, than, uh, like, well, in size-wise? It all depends, if, if that guy was shorter than me and, like, was way stronger than me, like, Domi used his lack of size and his strength to his, his advantage where he just pulled down on the guy and didn't give the taller guy any has no leverage in the fight when you got Ty Domi hanging on you swinging you around so uh, that aspect yeah but normally I did well with the guys that were, were a little bit shorter than me you know usually and it was just and if they're my same height I was usually okay but it was just when they got to be even if they're a little bit bigger, if they were a little bit bigger and they weren't polished or they weren't really, really strong or they weren't a lefty, you know, yeah. if, was, if they didn't have one of those things, I could usually do okay. Um, but as once you get to the highest level, where those guys, everybody had those things, those just that's where it was. That's where it was just tough. Like sticking in the NHL, I made the NHL, and I probably could have stuck a little hard, little longer if I just went a little bit harder into that role and just, you know. Like listening to Cam Jansen, you know, if I had a little more Cam Jansen in me, maybe, but he's a he's a fucking legend, you know. Cam Jansen is awesome. That's why, you know, that's why he was so awesome at his job because NY teammates loved him because, you know, you heard him. That was all real. He didn't. It was just you go to play a game like with Cam Jansen on your team. You're gonna be, you're going in there puffing your chest out, and you're it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be exciting, and you're you're feel protected. You know, it's but you know. I, I just didn't have that extra, extra animal in me. Like, and I mean that in a good way. Like playing with Trevor Gillies too, another guy who played with him. That's he's one of the toughest guys I've ever played with. You know, Dennis Bonby as well. But Dennis is a little bit different. But those guys, you know, as tough as tough as he gets. No, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, like I was just thinking, like go back to the size thing, like when you're Domi, like you're sort of, or like a Hordachuk, or like when you fight Pete Vandermeer or something like that. I mean, you're sort of reaching down instead of yeah. like straight across. So, like when you start reaching down, and obviously your head's going to go down with it. I mean, it's like, does that get? Did you ever find yourself getting put in like kind of a dangerous spot, like you're if you're reaching? Uh, 
Too much? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And one thing I always think about is when they're when they're finally going to land their big punch. Some, it's their when they're punching up, they're they're going to hit your chin. It's a lot harder to find a guy's chin when they're a little bit shorter than you. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, it was a lot of time just be able to, were able to string them out, and they wouldn't be able to get up unless they were really really tough. They had a really good strategy. You could usually just hold them out and not uh, not have any problems. But I'll, you know, a lot of guys like Pete Vandermeer. He's one of the guys in my minor league list that. Just because he was a matchup nightmare for me, I only fought him once, but you know, he's he was just fought completely different than I did. And if we fought a bunch of times, it would have been it would have been some very entertaining fights. But glad I didn't. Really, uh, I'm really glad I didn't have to fight that. <laughs> I'm looking at your fight. You actually fought him twice. Yeah, but oh, did Pete Vandermeer twice? It yeah. says it says here on Drop Your Gloves. You did. I have your old. I have your old. Drop your gloves. Uh, uh, fight card. I actually should have sent it to you. It probably would have been easier for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but then, re- real quick, on the NHL guy, just a couple uh, honorable mentions to Jody Shelley because I fought him quite a few t- quite a few times. He was a big guy, a little bit, you know, very similar in size. For the most part, just a big righty. But he kind of, I think we we fought four times in one year. He kind of. Uh, figured me out or his style just eventually wore me down because he was just so much more willing to take punches like i could hit him with my little punches over and over again and he was just hit me with a bigger harder one and it just after a while it kind of he stung stung me pretty hard in one of the fights and um he was a guy that i just didn't really want to fight because i felt like he he knew that he could take my little punches and he, he could take three or four of my little ones to give one of his big ones and he was going to come on top so he was a guy that deep down i wasn't uh i didn't really like to fight but uh great guy good guy I see him in the press box he's a solid guy yeah good fella well another guy i mean yeah he and he did it a long time and uh yeah uh jody shelley's awesome yeah for sure yeah and then the last guy i uh, didn't have the greatest fight with him it's also it's almost because he just was, he kind of i was kind of overwhelmed me with his strength and it was only my i was just called up and was, I didn't fight much in the minors that year, so I hadn't been fighting a lot. So it was, it was more or less because he just probably threw me around. But uh, DJ King, I, he just felt like a different bit of power fighting him. <laughs> felt like that, that's another guy I wouldn't want to fight 10 times because that's not going to it's not gonna be pretty by the end of it. Yeah, he's a guy that often gets, because, I mean, his career kind of, you know, it was short there and stuff. And I think he definitely flies under a lot of people's radars. But that dude was yeah. legit. He was a legit dude. Oh. He just felt different, and we were squaring off, and he was just giving me, he'd be like, come on, come on, come on. And I was like, oh, God. Like, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was intimidating. He's got a big big head on him, too, big DJ. Who, who was the, like, yeah, when you say, like, when you're squared off and stuff, was there anybody that just, like, like just talk, talk, talk? Like, I mean, I know you fought Barnaby, but, I mean, outside of Barnaby, I mean, was there yeah. anybody, like, when you were squaring off was just, like, you know, Talking Not the whole really. time. I mean, that's that's the only one I really remember, just because it was scary. It was like he wasn't he wasn't doing it to show up any to be to be cool. He was just like he just was ready to grab me and try to eat me up. It sounded like so. It, <laughs> other than that, I mean, I'm sure guys were guys would always be like, "Come on, you know, try to get you to come to them type of thing." But yeah, nobody really, nobody I could really think of at the moment. Well, I'm, now I'm gonna like you mentioned Larock and Brashear, and I mean those are are two very polarizing characters amongst fight fans. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Here's the perfect opportunity because I'm going to ask someone that fought both of these characters. Um, with George and, well, I guess both of them, 
a lot of times people will say that they were huggers and like they threw noogies and there was nothing there. As someone yeah. that fought both of these guys, what what's the story? Um, well, like I said, with the Larock one, it was uh, he was just too big, and I I forget what my I had some sort of a strategy going in that I was going to do. I just wanted to land one, but. I think I bailed on my strategy last second type of thing, and then the fight then was over, and he just fell on top of me. Um, but really, it was it, he just was he just was so much bigger that for a guy like me, like it, he just would have been. Like, I, I know I just I knew he's huge, but I just didn't know he was. I didn't think he'd be that wide. Like, he looked like a bear coming at me. He was just a big, wide thing, and his whole thing is he just wasn't he just wasn't a killer, mean asshole. You know, yeah. he didn't he, was, he didn't have that in him, but. Um, Brashear, uh, he, he definitely did do the noogie thing. He started his career with the Habs and he did the noogie thing, but he's still fighting all, a lot of the tough guys. He's doing it against some of the toughest guys in the league. Um, but then he just got better and better and better. And by the end of it, he was really tough and not many people were beating him. Like he, he fought Domi a few times and did fine. And Domi's as tough as they are, as they were at generation. Um, him and LaRock had a couple, right? And I think they kind of each yeah. won one or two. But yep. I feel like, if you, in my opinion of those guys, just head to head, I think they're both very tough, and you could they're both you know arguably in anybody's top ten uh, or higher. Um, but if they were to fight each other, I feel like Larock would win in game seven in overtime, just like he would. He would just win just because he would get he'd find it somehow to be just mean enough and bad enough in the end because he's just too big and. He had a lot of experience fighting. I feel like he he was just a little bit tougher than Bashir if if they were doing a you know best of seven type of thing and there's money on the line or whatever pride on the line, let's say. But I feel like he was just a little bit fighter. But Bashir was just a better one 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 off fighter, did more destructive fighter for sure in my opinion. Well, there well there, well your opinion mattered because I mean like you said you fought him so well there you have it. So basically what you're saying is Bashir can punch and it and it you could feel it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were coming around and coming from the back, yes. It was a different strategy, but it would also, his strategy while he's throwing those was defensive at the same time, where you couldn't just, you couldn't hit him in the chin because he kind of had pulled you in and he's way hitting you in the back of the head. And you don't think those things hurt, you know? He's 6'2, 235. That's not going to feel good. As soon as your helmet comes off, that, that hurts. You know, you're going to start feeling those. And um, so, it, it, yeah, his strategy was different, but that's why he lasted so long. Yeah, he didn't just grab you by the collar and say he didn't grab you by the Adam's apple and say let's do it. Well, one guy that's on your on your list here, and I've had I've talked to people that have fought him, and it wasn't it was never a good night. It wasn't fun to fight him. Um, was Eric Goddard? Yeah, and yeah, no, he was a uh, he was a giant killer. He's really a super tough guy, and he would be an honorable mention guy for sure. No, no disrespect, and he's. You know, probably tougher than Colt Nor, but I I just happened to have a couple better fights with Goddard. Um, the second one, he let me up, which was like very nice of him. He was he would have could have finished me off, and he let me up, and then I got a couple crowd pleasers in. Nothing good at all. Nothing nothing heavy, but I just had a couple decent fights with him, so I didn't really yeah have him on the list because he didn't kick the shit out of me type of thing but he's uh he was awesome and he's one of my favorite guys to watch and awesome guy too met him in penguins camp and he's a really a really solid guy too so yeah uh, yeah it, no uh it, it no really respect to not having him here 
No, absolutely. And, uh, no, it was just interesting because I know you did well against them in your fights and it was just like, you know, and yeah, and, it, and it's interesting and it really is truly, I mean, they always say it in boxing and MMA, but it really, it goes, um, styles make fights. And it, yeah, and it, they do. And yeah. And so when we're fighting, when I kind of think about fighting him, the two big righties, he could do more, he can do both, but, and he could be more destructive, but I kind of, you know, just towed the line. I didn't just go all the way out, and I didn't make it a complete war. I, you know, just not to sound too chicken shit. It was, and it wasn't my my uh, my game plan. But you know, I kind of just won one. What I mean, one of them, or you know, maybe maybe won one of them on points. You know, it wasn't like I didn't go for the kill. And maybe if I would have went and just hammered him with a couple of big ones, then it would have ignited the beast, and you know, then it'd be lights out for me. But it was just like I so I just kind of just fought the fight with him i didn't make it a war and kind of that's kind of in my favor if it's like a war where he wants to kill me you know or let's say i i knocked i got a lucky one on him we have to fight him the next night i bet you he has a different game plan it's a different fight he'd he'd be much more aggressive type thing but i think both the fights we were kind of just you know having a sunday night fight or whatever it was nothing no hatred towards each other and i just kind of got lucky with it i got lucky and didn't have to eat, eat any of those big rights flush <laughs> well yeah no yeah no one wants to do that but uh but um but yeah he could be on here for sure oh yeah i mean definitely yeah. but uh but now the minor leagues minor league the mayhem minor league here league. we go here we go well um there yeah so many minor league guys but uh just gonna start with the first guy who really was a tough one was trevor converse just because he was a hard just and lefty, but just like not afraid to take a punch. Just stood in there and threw. Wanted to go toe to toe. So we had some really good fights, but he's not on the list. He's just an honorable mention. But um, I'm going to start with Pete Vandermeer. Yeah, uh, and that's just because he was. Uh, I just, I just, I you know, respected the hell out of him. I just loved. I like playing against him. I like watching him. I just. Um, I just got a kick out of him because he was nothing but business. Uh, the first time I fought him, he was like I was playing right D, and he was probably a left winger, and I just stepped up on him in the in the neutral zone, and I didn't even hit him. You know, I didn't even hit him, but it just and it, he just kind of he knew I tried, and he's like, he turns around like fuck that, you don't fucking try to do that. And we fought, it was great. I just like love that he just takes no shit from anybody, <laughs> and when and he's a guy that's when we're fighting him, he's just I I'm throwing right, he's throwing right, and then he switches to left, and then. I, I switch to left and he switches to right. He just always kind of wants to keep guys off balance, throwing the opposites, and it was complete opposite the way I wanted to fight. I just wanted to throw whatever the other guy's throwing. If he's throwing right, so I'll throw right. If he throws left, so I'll do left. But um, yeah, he was a just such a gamer and just such a awesome, awesome legend, yep. tough guy legend. Yep. So I had I, I had to put him on here just out of respect. Uh, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, just because you know, same thing. Rocky was just so tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have nothing but respect for that guy. I'm surprised I fought him as many times as I did. Yeah, well, did okay. n- another lefty, right? <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, lefty, and he was the same thing. And I knew he was lefty, and I was, like I said, I was very confident in my left. And as soon as I start going left, and I get my hold, he, you know, he'd go start going left, and I'd get my hold, start going left. He'd switch and he'd go right, you know. So he's one of those guys. He's like Vandermeer, same type of thing. Where always just switching, wanted to go fucking toe to toe. They couldn't just couldn't just have an honest crowd pleaser. They had to <laughs> fucking punch in the face for real, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
sorry, sorry, everybody. Not everyone's like Cam Jansen. All respect. You know, we we weren't all as bloodthirsty and awesome and real as Cam Jansen. Some of us, <laughs> some of us didn't like to get punched in the nose. Well, I'm sure I'm in your camp. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like somebody said, there's no law against ducking, right? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then I'd put uh, Yablonski. Yeah. Um, just because he was, a, he was a machine, you know, I just a lot of respect for the way he, uh, all the guys he fought and how he fought and he was pretty tough. Would like to see him have a little bit more of a chance in the show to see what that would have been like. Um, but yeah, he was really tough, tough fucker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then cause I fought him in the minors again, big earn. Uh, bigger and was just he just got a hold of me as soon as he got a hold of me I couldn't really felt like I was swimming I couldn't you know I felt like I was just outmatched I couldn't wasn't going to reach him with anything I had he just had me locked out there and I wasn't really willing to go left to his right so it was just a tough tough matchup even though I punched him right in the nose before before he he knew we were fighting <laughs> um, <laughs> tried to get the jump and it didn't really work yeah, he asked me to fight, and I just said, I said, yeah, you sure, buddy? Because we knew each other, and I just smacked him right in the nose really quick. And uh, he ate it and then came back and probably won the fight. But whatever. <laughs> he was on a roll that year. Yeah. Well, that was his big uh, penalty minute year? Yeah. 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 yeah that, was part, that was part of the deal why we fought. Um, and the last guy I had was the guy who gave me the, the first, my first, like, uh, decisive loss in pro hockey. I'm not saying I didn't lose before this, like if Marcos Apollo was listening, Marty Diamond got the best of it. He got a <laughs> he got a split decision on me in uh, the Central League and Marty or Marco never let me live it down. Mark, <laughs> big Marty Diamond's not a fighter but we fought and just I was falling down, he landed a couple as we're going down and that's all they showed on the newscast that night or the sports clips and it was hilarious. But, so the guys <laughs> never never let me live that one down but the guy who really like came my first beating was was uh, Frederick just because he came came grabbed me behind the play and I just he just big righty and I just could not. That's when he was just coming down from he was just coming down from Kansas Bay and I just got called up in Oak City so I wasn't fighting guys on, at his level yet and he'd been fighting all the heavies so he was at the top of his game and he he didn't really let me get many punches in <laughs> that way. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there's, I mean, I know I asked in the other interview and everything else, but for the sake of the new listeners, um, yeah, I mean, Friedrich, there's, you know, that guy, that's just a mountain right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, like you Honorable mention I have to put in is, uh, that Sugden. Um, yeah. I only fought him the one time, but, you know, I think we talked about it last time too. He was, he was a guy that was pretty, pretty aware of going into that game, how tough he was, so. Um, yeah, that fight we had a decent fight, but again, I wasn't going. I wasn't trying to go toe to toe and split him open. I was just trying to get through the fight and you know get a couple, get a couple shots in and, and get out of there. Um, but you know, he definitely. If we had to fight more, I think he would have been on this list for sure. He's definitely an honorable mention. He was, he was for real. It, how did how did your fight with Engelstad go? Uh, it was it was a good fight. I think it was a you know. Uh, I just kind of used my reach, and we switched, went left and right, back and forth a little bit. But I chose not to go toe to toe. I knew he was a toe to toe fighter, and I just yeah. kind of did did my thing, just kind of technical, 
toed right as soon as he was tried twitching out twitch over the left and you know that kind of I don't know if it kept guys off balance but I just never really wanted to let anybody just get sit back in the pocket and just let him hum just kind of always going back and forth you know little little jabs in the nose here or there because I, I was I was just coming up I was you know I was just trying to make a name for myself but at the same time you know you don't want to come up and just you know go toe-to-toe and get knocked out right after that I feel like your career is over before it even starts so you know I fought all these guys I fought them hard but I definitely fought them with uh, being on being cautious and not really taking one too hard even though you do sometimes but it was never my never ever was it in my game plan to to take a take a punch in the chin you know I'd take one in the back of the head if I had to but never did I want to take one in the front so I just kind of uh, kept them up kept them kept them out, out kept them out there and showed a lot of respect in the fight and didn't really open up and I got out of there no, absolutely. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, uh, like I said, these are kind of shorter. I won't keep you too long or anything, but just one of the things that always, again, with the fan things and we're always talking and, uh, I was, I was, I can't, it was on one of the episodes I, I was mentioning that, um, there's a lot of people, um, I don't know if it's like, you know, if, if they didn't play in the NHL, they weren't as tough. Like they have that mindset, like, and like yeah. you even mentioned it when you were talking about Yablonski. And I mean, you know, all the guys you listed, Van Rocky, Yablon, well, I mean, I guess Rocky played a little bit in the NHL, but you know what I'm saying. If he had been yeah. an NHL regular, him or Yabo or guys like that, how would they have yeah, fit well, in in the, in the NHL in the grand scheme of things? Well, I mean, just to use Trevor Gillies. As yeah, your, Gillies there, yeah. As your, as your example, like, they would have been, uh, they would have been uh, just fine. Um, I think probably not a, a lot, like the peak elite minor league tough guys for sure but then there's definitely a bit of a drop off like uh, it's not 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 big there's a bit of a drop off I just I think the NHL tough guys are just all legit like they are just a little bit tougher just like Yablonski was and Gillies and uh, whoever else you're bringing up just like those guys are just a little tougher they just were a little tougher than everyone else that's just the way it is yeah. but some of those guys you know some NHL guys were for real but there's if you didn't play in the minors, it does not mean you weren't tough. You weren't tough enough because, like you said, those guys, those elite tough guys, were definitely more than tough enough to play in the NHL. But at the same time, I'm going to say that the NHL tough guys were the toughest guys that I've ever, I've ever, you know, had to deal with. Yeah. Who is and I never went to yeah, who was the who was like the one guy? I mean, I know there's a bunch, but I mean, whatever. But I mean, if was there one guy that like just hit? And it was just like, oh my god, like this is awful. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of them. It's Brusher's speed and power was kind of overwhelming, but again, it was because it was partly because he's a lefty, and it was a little bit, you know, things are a little bit backwards trying to get your grip. But those were coming just with a lot of heat and a lot of speed. Um, I don't know, going way back, even like big John Erskine threw a big right, hard right hand for someone who was kind of like a similar size to me. He wasn't like, a, he was 6'4 and 215, 220, but he threw a really hard right hand in the minors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of... Was there... Was there a, lot, a lot of a lot of hard swingers. Well, yeah, was there one, was there anybody that surprised you? Like, you, not that you were like, oh, this guy is net, like, not, like, you know, disrespecting yeah. him, but was there one guy that was like, you know, you kind of went into it, and and he hit you, and it was like, holy shit, seriously? Like... 
well, the, the one that comes to mind that I, the one story that I tell my buddies is when I was when, with uh, Orlando, we went to play Cincinnati and we had ended up having a bit of a line brawl. And I fought a guy who was one of the top scorers in the league because or Hordechuk was trying to get a fight going with Byron Ritchie, just messing out with him. And his winger was this Greg Keeler and he was a top scorer and we ended up fighting. And I just, and I couldn't believe guys dropped his gloves. So I just started throwing left because I thought he was a top scorer and little did I know he was actually a pretty tough guy. So he smacked me with a couple of good rights when I was just goofing around throwing left and then I kind of bared down and, you know, had an okay fight. But that, that so that type of thing, when a, a guy just, when I didn't know anything about a guy back then, but uh, after that, I probably, I probably wasn't really surprised by anybody until late in my career when I was with Rockford where I just didn't know all the young guys coming up and I wasn't really... You had stopped watching. You had stopped watching. Drop your gloves at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't following the guys coming out of the OHL and the WHL. Yeah, I wasn't following those guys. That's for sure. And I just wasn't fighting as much. So a few a few times there, I was like, oh, I got to fight that guy again. He's he hit me with a couple, and he shouldn't have. He's not that tough, but I just didn't think he was. I didn't give him enough credit. So there's a couple of those instances, but other than that, uh, not often. You know, other than late in my career when I was just getting lazy. <laughs> well, uh, well. Before I let you go, I, there's a couple name, a couple more names I got to ask you about. I know we talk again, folks. If you want to hear about all this, Wade and I did a two part interview. We covered his entire career and we went over his entire fight card. So, I mean, these stories were kind of chewing our food twice here a little bit. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. But, sorry for the repeat. But well, I mean, hey, no, no, no. But I mean, it's yeah. me doing it. I'm at a few guys, but one of the names. Like I said, I have a the minor league mayhem tournament is coming up here, so I want to throw out some names for the folks listening. But uh, I got to ask you about a, a SAS boy, a fellow Saskatchewan boy that uh, you fought a few times in the Central League, Curtis Voth. Curtis Voth, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about him last time too. He's yep. a bit uh, smaller guy, just a big, huge right hand, just uh, was just destructive. And I had he played in before in Melville before me. Uh, and I, just, I knew all about his style, so I was I was ready for him. But he, if you didn't know how he fought, he would definitely surprise you and probably uh, put you down because he just would wait, 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 and then come up for that bomb. And he had a pretty heavy, heavy right. Yeah. Well, and then another two more guys. This character, I mean, he was all over. He's a hero in San Diego. Big dude, Chad Wagner. Yeah, he was uh, one of my most memorable tough guys that I've ever played against just because he was just he, he was a crowd pleaser because he didn't want to do anything else other than put a show on for the crowd he wanted to fight he wanted to hit he wanted to fight he wanted to cause start a scrum he wanted to do anything he, did, he didn't care about anything other than fighting and hitting and all that stuff so it was uh, always when you knew you knew when you're playing him there was no way around not fighting him and uh, yeah and I think every every game I think we played him I think I think I'm actually I'm certain I fought him. So I know he yeah. won. He won. It wasn't enough. He wanted to fight multiple times, but I only fought him once. Yeah, once yeah. a game. Yeah, you fought. Yeah, a couple in those interleague games when. Uh, yeah, when you interleague well, games, and then when, early in my I fought him with the. Uh, geez, did I, maybe I didn't. I, we had a few few ridiculous scrums. Maybe maybe I never fought him with Anchorage, but we had yeah. some, like we yeah, had you, some definite run it run-ins for sure. Yeah, you fought him twice in Anchorage. Yeah, it, oh, uh, really? yeah, yeah, and then. One last one, and of course he was a minor league legend. Everything, and of course you got you guys had your infamous run in with the brawl and everything else. But I got to ask you, of course, uh, Jacques Mayotte. Yeah, um, I mean he'd probably 
he could possibly be on the minor league list if I would have accepted mm-hmm. that uh, the fight in the bench bench clearing brawl when I was 21 years old and we had the uh, he he wanted to kill me and I just I was already off the ice and he wanted me to come back on the ice and I just said oh no sorry so and that uh, <laughs> that if I would have accepted that fight maybe it'd be different but you um, this was huge. Old, old Jofa, he looked like he was 40, he had a breathe right on, 6'2", 240, and just left, big, huge hands. I think he threw lefts and rights, really big, threw really big and slow, but just big, huge hammers. And he always had that style where he tried to tie you up with, grab, his hands are so big, he'd try to grab both of your hands, or both of your arms in the middle by your chest, and tie you both your hands up for a second or two from the front, kind of like somebody's uncle would to their nephew, and then he would trying to punch you a few times like that. That he tried to do that when I fought him, too. And somebody told me that before the fight that he tried. It didn't work against me, but um, he definitely tried it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, one last thing yeah. before we go. Uh, you know, you, you, know, you were talking about, uh, you know, DJ King talking and whatever. And, I mean, one of the things this year that happened in the NHL, of course, uh, one of the things, and I mean, it happened back in the day all the time, but for some reason when it happens now, it's like major news, but was... Uh, Curtis Gabriel, of course, really yapping it up in the pregame and the, at the red line and everything else. Um, was there anybody that you played that did a lot of that? That was just like, who was the biggest yapper? Um, well, my good buddy Dennis was—he started yeah. a lot of it on our side of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, there were other other guys going back to Leon Delorme in the SHL was notorious <laughs> for that for scaring you in warm up. Um, Oli did it at one time. There, yeah, there was definitely tough guys always. There was def- a lot of tough guys had different ways about it, I guess. But it was usually the the smaller, like the light heavyweight yapper guys that did it a little bit more. But um, yeah, nobody was better at that than Dennis. That's that's all I can say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, well, as someone that's involved in the game still and everything else, and I mean, I know you're paying attention to everything. Um, you know, and unfortunately, as the game has gone on, I mean, you know, the role has sort of, well, the role's gone, let's be honest. You know, I mean, there's a couple yeah. guys left, but, um, and you always hear the talk, especially amongst us old farts. Uh, oh, Reeves couldn't hang back in the day. What do you, what yeah. do you think when people say that? When Ryan, what about Ryan Reeves? Like, how would Wade Brookbank yeah. do against Ryan Reeves? Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, in, in our in our primes, it would be uh, it would have been. I think I would have been fine, but I'm not. Definitely wouldn't beat him. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, he's he was he's legit. Like like Cam Jansen mentioned there in his thing, he you would have been awesome because he'd be running around. He'd be the guy drilling guys, running them over, and then being able to fight the heavyweights. Yep. Um. <clears throat> like. Yeah. No, I think he'd be, there'd be no no issues. I think he's a legit heavyweight. It's not his fault that. Nobody can beat him. Um, Tom Wilson is is legit, and Tom Wilson hasn't really been able to hang with him. So, no, I, I said I think I think the only guy I said I think the only guy that can hang with him is in the minors. Unfortunately, is Gallant or or Big Mac, Big Big, Big McDermott. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's legit too. Well, there you, there you heard it, folks. There, from a voice of an expert, I'd have to say that's two weeks in a row <laughs> with Wade and uh, when Cam that uh, Ryan Reeves could hang in the nineties. So uh, yeah, you bet. There you go, fans being silly, but uh, yeah, he, it'll be interesting in New York this year. That'll be interesting with him and Wilson. 
Yes, there will be. I think there'll be uh, fireworks free after that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Wade. Well, I know. Uh, thank you. I, I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time to do this. It's always fun to have you on, and uh, I very much appreciate it. All right, Darren. Take care, man. Thanks, Wade. Have a good night. All right. Bye. You too. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 